Hold on to your hats. The countdown to the biggest wellness event of the year is on. Join us on August 15 and 16 in Melbourne for not one but two days of Powerhouse Wellness featuring 11 of Australia's most inspiring, entertaining, educating, fermentating speakers. Damo, what is fermentating? MP, I'll tell you at the summit. Your favourite wellness couch speakers are joined by special guest Nat Kringudis on all things hormones and female health. Join the Up For A Chat girls, the wellness guys, the natural nutritionist Steph Lowe, Kale Brock, Quirky Cookings, Joe Witt, Marcus Pierce, and the rest of your favourite wellness couch podcasters. Regular and VIP tickets are still available, but hurry before this summit is sold out. For tickets, go to www.thewellnesssummit.com. The Wellness Summit is proudly brought to you by Well & You. Be someone that makes you happy. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. The Real Food Real is a fresh and educational podcast dedicated to your health. We get real on current research, debunk food myths, and educate you on how to just eat real food. Your host, Steph Lowe, the natural nutritionist, is one of Australia's leading sports nutritionists, passionate about simplifying nutrition and addicted to coconut lattes, smoothies, and sweet potato. If you love the show, then please leave us a review on iTunes. Share the real food real with your friends and continue to spread the real food love. Hi team and welcome to episode 34 of The Real Food Real. Today we chat with Stephen Eddy, Principal at Health Schools Australia, who teaches over a thousand practitioner professionals each year. We had Steve on the podcast back in episode 25, where we discussed ubiquinol and heart health. And in today's episode, Steve and I discuss immunity and the best ways to power through winter and stay flu-free. Hi, Steve, and welcome back to The Real Food Real. And it's great to be back. How are you, Steph? Very well, thank you. Good. No colds and flus? No, not here. <laughs> and we'll dive straight in, seeing as you're a regular on The Real. Our listeners can head back to previous episodes to learn more about you and your background in health and wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd like to start today with... Um, a little bit of an overview of this year's cold and flu season in Australia, please. Yeah, it's been a bit of a shocker, hasn't it? There's been uh, more reports of colds and flus, and uh, it's it's quite bad this year. So yeah, we're, we 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 had quite a or we are having quite a bad one. Yeah, so I read that Australian cough and cold statistics for April, for example, were more than double of that of April last year. Yeah, incredible. And, um, you know, there's many, many reasons for why we get coughs and colds. And it really does come down to a, a lot of our, our nature and our, our human um, activities during winter, how we close windows and doors. And, of course, depending on the severity of the uh, winter, like, for example, on the Gold Coast here, we had a, a terribly cold winter um, uh, quite recently. And there's a lot of people sick. And as the temperature drops, of course, the optimum temperature for, for uh, like the rhinovirus, for example, in the body, uh, you know, is around 33 degrees Celsius. So, you know, the, when we breathe in the cold air, that actually makes the viruses replicate a lot faster. So that's the one of the correlations. There's many others between coughs and colds and winter. So, yeah, quite quite scary links there. Yeah, so all right. So let's, let's dive in there then. So there's obviously mm. a few reasons um, why we get colds and flu in particular in winter. And one sounds like it's the the closed windows and and the sort of environment that we live in. Mm. Uh, Two sounds like it's our decrease in body temperature that causes the the virus to thrive. Yeah. What else causes cold and flus? What about the office environment? 
Yeah, the office environment, how everyone's got the windows closed and the heating on and it's recirculating moist air where all the bugs can thrive. And of course, during office hours, like I work you know, from about eight till five, by the time I get to work, the sun's just coming up and when I leave, it's pretty much dark. So I lack a lot of vitamin D and vitamin D you get from the sunlight, to put it simply, and vitamin D also protects against colds and flu. So a lot of people don't supplement vitamin D during winter or any time. And, and I think that's another reason why we're getting lots of coughs and colds. Yeah, that's a really important point. And we see lots of vitamin D blood panels that are, are very low. And we mm. know certainly that office workers in general don't get that great exposure between the hours of 10 to 3 p.m., let alone right. in winter when none of us are seeing daylight uh, hardly at all. Exactly. I mean, I cheat. I uh, uh, For my lunches, I I'm working very close to a public pool and of course during the middle of the day I try and get out there in the sun and uh, do some laps if I get time during the day uh, and that's my lunchtime well spent I feel and you do cop a lot of vitamin D if the sun's out of course and uh, that's the way I get around it and most people aren't in that situation so um, you know most of us don't get that vitamin D exposure. Yeah absolutely. And so what are some other reasons then? Can you think of um, maybe just two more reasons why we're getting colds and flu in Australia more predominantly? Yeah, uh, Australians are typically becoming unfortunately more unhealthy as we, as we uh, go on. That's one of the reasons. And you can link that to also the ageing population. As our, we age, our immune system becomes senescent or, or not as active. So those combined with ill health and the um, ageing demographic also drives up the the, the prevalence of colds and flus in Australia. Okay. And this is the big topic and one we cover a lot here on The Real. What, what about gut health? So we know there's an immunity link there. Hmm. Um, what can we say about winter and the effect of gut health on cold and flu? Well, great question. I mean, as, as if you've, I don't know if you've spoken about this before, but most of our immune system hangs out around the gut because that's where pretty much most of our bacteria hang out. So there's this wonderful battle between um, good, bad, and it's going on in there. And of course, our gut health is is really uh, drives our overall health. 20 years ago, we were talking about this when I was studying for the first time. Um, and, and, you know, this was the big link between gut health. And because most of the immune system hangs out there, it's very important about the foods we eat. Now, in winter, of course, what we typically gravitate towards, probably not you and I, Steph, but, but a lot of people are stodgy, processed you know heated foods and and they tend to eat that instead of a nice fresh salad which people aren't attracted to in winter so there is a link between the foods we choose in winter over the foods that we would typically eat in summer yeah absolutely and obviously the refined foods mm. are going to contribute to a um, you know a poor state of gut health yeah. versus when we eat foods that are as close to the natural state as possible correct and you know a lot of people you know, as, as, the, as the days get darker, they, they hibernate more and they, they also undertake less, less healthy activities. You know, it might be easier, for example, to go to the movies instead of going to, um, you know, going for a walk along the beach or swim or something because of the weather too. It drives us, it drives our habits into ill habits, into bad habits as we um, go into winter. Yeah, absolutely. The hibernation is definitely rife in Melbourne at this time of year. <laughs> oh, Melbourne, goodness me. I'm from Melbourne, so I can pick on Melbourneites. It's all right. I've got, to, I've got to give a talk down there this weekend, so I shouldn't. I hope it's nice this weekend. It's warming up. It's warming up at the moment, so hopefully you'll, you won't be too bad. Great, great. And so what about the implement, 
influenza inflammation. So we hear a lot of talk mm. about it being the driver of many sort of modern and chronic diseases. Mm. What can we say about inflammation in terms of um, colds and flu, but particularly in Australia at this time of year? Sure. Well, colds and flus will go there. If, if you get a really bad flu, a lot of people get achy joints, and that's a very common symptom. And that's due to the immune system being ramped up and it drives a chemical in the body called interleukin-2, but we don't need to go down that detailed pathway, which drives inflammation in the body, which acutely, like short term, is what gets rid of the virus, cold, bacteria, whatever's getting into your body. But the chronic inflammation is, is where we're doing things to our body that's not matching up with what the body is supposed to do. And that can be eating a lot of, as you mentioned before, refined foods or not exercising. And we're designed to move and exercise, and yet, especially in winter, we typically exercise less. And this is, um, you know, the reasons for this are because, oh, I can't go to the gym because it's dark or don't want to go for a walk because it's dark and I don't need to be fit because I wear a lot of clothes. I just want to get fit for summer. You, know, you hear that a lot. And and so the, the chronic inflammation builds up because we're choosing the wrong foods and we're choosing the wrong lifestyles. And that most chronic diseases, in fact, almost all of them are linked to chronic inflammation. And I asked my students once, um, can anyone name a chronic disease that's not? And the only one they came up with was um, the AIDS epidemic and HIV. So most other illnesses have an inflammatory component. Yeah, very true. Mm. Something we can control, though. So that's, that's yeah. the positive side. Of course. So the flu season's well and truly here. So what can we do to minimise our chances of getting sick? Sure. Try and get out in the sun at lunchtime, get the vitamin D going on. You know, if you can't swim, walk. Choose healthy foods. Try and reduce your stress levels. Exercise regularly. Keep out of extreme cold weather and um, look after yourself. You know, really don't let the weather dictate your health. And a lot of people let all sorts of things dictate their health, whether it be their partner. I know people who, who let the calendar dictate their health. They'll go, oh, no, it's Saturday. I won't eat healthy today or something like that. <laughs> the, the, I don't know if you know that. We, we call them calendar nutritionalists where people go, I'm going to start, <laughs> I'm going to start my diet on Monday or some date where, you know, it's, it's not important, so I'll just leave it to a date. The 1st of very, January. <laughs> yeah, it's very bizarre. People, health's too important to give it up to a, a piece of paper on the wall with boxes on it. It's, it's really bizarre human nature how we, we tend to let things, you know, weather drive our health. I know people, if it rains, they don't exercise. You know, it's quite bizarre because it's too important to leave it up to something as random as weather. Yeah, particularly in, in Melbourne. <laughs> Yeah, look, you know, I, I, I lived in Melbourne 22 years. I know, I, I know what it's like. But, mm. you know, you can still go to the indoor swimming pool or you can still go to the gym. The weather's 22 degrees in the gym, whether it's snowing outside or 40 degrees. It's, you know, they're air-conditioned these days. There's, there, there's, there's, you know, at the end of the day, people have got excuses or they've got results. And unfortunately in Australia, most people choose the excuses, which doesn't help their health. Very true. Now, this is a bit of a side note, but yeah. I seem to hear a lot in winter that people have gotten sick because someone at work was sick or they've been around a sick child. Mm. So what are your thoughts on catching a cold as soon as you get that exposure? Is it sign of a poor immune system? Is it poor gut health or perhaps no prior exposure to that particular strain? Well, most people, you know, you, 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 when, 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 when a influenza goes through an office, um, some people get sick and some people don't. Mm -hmm. So 
The bug is not the be all and end all. Otherwise, everybody would get sick or everybody wouldn't get sick. It comes down to your own immune system as well. Now, you can't do anything about the the guy or girl next to you in the next cubicle coughing their guts out, but you can do something to your immune system, and that's what we need to focus on because we really need to look after ourselves from 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 an immune point of view, or we'll just go get sick with the rest of them. Yeah, so it's obviously if you don't get sick from direct exposure, it's no. a sign of good immunity and gut health. Correct. You know, like, like you know, your body should be able to put up with healthy stresses and uh, like like those sorts of things without you know getting sick. And even if you do catch the dreaded lurgy or whatever you call it, you should be able to bounce back in a day or two if your immune system's up to scratch. You know, yes, you may get it, but you can certainly you know get well sooner if you're healthier. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk supplements. I mean, we've got yeah. some great strategies like lunchtime sun, stress mm. management real food nutrition, things we emphasize here daily on the real food reel. But, yeah. you know, certainly, um, and you and I discussed this last time with ubiquinol and its important role in heart health and how mm. supplements do have their role in, in certain places. Sure. What would something like olive leaf, leaf extract play in a winter cold scenario? Uh, it's absolutely wonderful. This is one of the the, the most researched and one of the one of the, the the greatest things we can do for our health, either to a prevent getting sick, and or to take it while you're sick. I take it as a preventative because I'm kind of um, a bit like that, you know, a bit more into prevention than mm. than than waiting to catch the thing. That that that's my opinion, and I think everybody should. And you should be taking you know fresh olive leaf extract um, daily just to keep keep your immunity up during winter or during times of stress. Or during times when you're not as healthy as you should be, you know, for whatever reason that be. So you say fresh olive leaf extract. Yeah. That's obviously an important point when purchasing a product. Yeah, absolutely. There's a brand called Convita, if I can say brands, which 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 is beautiful because it, it picks they, they, they pick the olive leaf in in the morning and they they bottle it by lunchtime. So it's extremely fresh and really good to to prevent you know, that, that cold and flu and, and, and keep your immune system firing at all cylinders. And that, that's what we need. So is it the antioxidant nature of olive leaf extract that helps that information? It's a great question. Yes, it is um, antioxidants, but there are so many antioxidants in the plant because you've got to remember that plants and leaves are exposed to direct daylight sun and pests and everything, so they can't get out of the sun. So they have to make their own antioxidants. So leaves are an extremely rich source of antioxidants because they have to be or they just crumple up under the UV radiation. So absolutely, um, there's lots of different antioxidants in there which have a powerful effect on the body. Okay, great. And so another common antioxidant that we hear for winter in, is in vitamin C. Mm. So how can we compare the two and what would be a preferential supplement for cold and flu management? All right. Look, vitamin C is good for pretty much everything. You know, there's, you know, it's, it's one of the greatest vitamins around. And of course, we should be taking it every day. Um, but, but the olive leaf is more specific to boost the immune system. So, and, and has, is a more powerful antioxidant than vitamin C. So, um, you know, while vitamin C, I, look, I, I take supplements every day. I've got them sitting in front of me to have with lunch. Um, but, um, you know, the olive leaf is specific for getting rid of colds and flus. And also it's a very potent antioxidant um, level in it. It's been measured at university at Southern Cross Uni. Um, it's been shown extremely high what they call ORAC, which is oxidative radical absorption capacity. Getting a bit nerdy, sorry, but it's very, very powerful antioxidant. 
It's five times the power of vitamin C, is that correct? Yeah, yeah exactly. And um, that, that's one of the great benefits of it because, you know, if, if you can take something that's five times better than vitamin C for antioxidant purposes, then absolutely that, that's the way we need to go. Great. So how do we take it and can everybody take it? Yeah, you can. And, and um, you know, if you're on any other medication, of course, check with your GP about taking anything, any supplement at any time. Um, but certainly it's very safe and the side effects are, are minimal, if any. You know, it's very, very thing. So pretty safe for most people to take. Certainly safer than, you know, a lot of the antibiotics around and the antivirals that are around. It, it can be quite, uh, you know, have some horrendous side effects. So, you know, this is very, very um, safe. And, um, yeah, you can take it daily. Great. And so in terms of the scientific evidence, can you take us through what else has been found and, and we'll be able to perhaps put some resources in the show notes for those that want to find out a little bit more? Yeah, look, the, the olive leaf extract is, is very powerfully researched. So there's lots of evidence on that, as I said, tested in Australia. Um, there are some other nutrients that can boost the immune system too. You know, there's zinc, of course, and vitamin C, as you mentioned. There's echinacea. Um, there's all sorts of things, even probiotics are very good for for colds because probiotics, which is healthy bacteria that you give in your gut for those who don't know, that is where most of your immune system is, so it can very much help your immune system. Okay. And what about the specific evidence on olive leaf extract? Is, it, yeah. is there any other data that you'd like to share with us in terms of, so we know it's five times the antioxidant yep. power of vitamin C. We can start yep. to see that we can use it as a preventative for mm -hmm. our immune system. What about general health and wellness? Very much so. It's also anti-inflammatory and has a very good effect on that as well. And it, it's very good for also, as I said, preventing diseases. And, and, and that works by boosting your immune system. So once your immune system becomes a lot more healthy, you can actually, you know, fight off lots of other diseases that are around. So, you know, just by taking, you know, olive leaf extract, you can actually, you know, do a lot of things for your body via your immune system. And the research has been done at Southern Cross Uni. And if you want to Google up further research, just Google Comvita, um, Comvita olive leaf, if you want, and um, you'll find a lot of research on there. There's lots of papers on it. Very cool. So we'll check those out um, and pop some key papers in the show notes. Mm. So if we weren't buying Comvita or if perhaps we couldn't find it, what would we look for on the label and how do we know we're getting the best quality? Yeah, you get the best quality. Firstly, you could go and see a practitioner about what's best for you, and that would be one thing you can do. But when you're looking for olive leaf, the, 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 the one thing you've got to look for is make sure it's freshly packed. So, you know, make sure that they, they, they pick it and they package it in the same day. Convita does that because they, they pick it in the morning and they pack it during the day by lunchtime. So that's what you look out for. It's freshly packed olive leaf extract. Very good. Okay. So I think the key points, the key takeaways are certainly what we do with it from a lifestyle point of view in a, a nice little supplement plan that can help, um, I guess, keep us cold and flu free. Um, but those that are catching the cold and flus quite frequently or, you know, they find that they're sick multiple times every winter, it's time to change what you're doing and certainly start to address some of the areas that Steve and I have discussed today. Mm. And so I guess it's, time for us to wrap up today steve but have you got any other new exciting projects you want to share with us before we go look there's there's lots of new research coming out there's a, a fantastic paper ironically um i do a lot of talks on um, acne vulgaris there's a fantastic paper that came out yesterday 
on that. So, and that that's again, believe it or not, pointing us back to the healthy foods and vegetables, paleo like eating, getting rid of the refined stuff out of the diet, and you know, showing that. So that that's something that interests me yesterday, and I was I was reading that while I was having lunch. So um, eating a healthy lunch, by the way. So so that that, that was quite heartwarming to see that. But um, I, I think I think that the take home message from today is to try and um, let you know let winter minimize your um you know impact on your healthy lifestyle like still get out there and exercise still eat well you know try and avoid letting oh it's raining i'll just sit at home in front of the television you know try and avoid that sort of thing and try and get out there and be active during winter that's probably the take-home message i can give to everyone yeah wonderful it's always about moving and eating well all year round absolutely all right, Steve, thanks so much for your time today. It was nice no to problem. chat to you again. Yep, I'll chat to you again soon. All right, take care. Okay, bye, Steph. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter, The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.